You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. There was an old man left foot of the hill. He ain't moved away. He's a living there still singing by. Diddle I, diddle I, fire, diddle I, diddle I, day. He hitched up his hogs and went out to plow. How he got around, we never knew how singing fire. Diddle I, diddle I, fire, diddle I, diddle I, day. Old devil come to him and feel one day. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And we are reporting from the smoldering ruins that, of the United States. Pat, were you Everybody? warming up your um your uh were you hitting like the top of a can when we started? No, I was uh oh. I, I was doing a little a little you it's know good. Little, it's good. Okay. It's, it's like it's like you're a professional vocalist or something. <laughs> I think you're doing like the Warriors come out to play thing. No, I, I, my professional vocal uh you know Acumen. Yeah, my that's it's what I made my bones doing. You know, I'm a bit of a bit of a vocalist for sure. I was listening to <laughs> myself a bit of a vocalist. I mean, that's what people yeah, say. I can't say it, but people say <laughs> that I'm a bit of a vocalist. So everybody, we know this is a right. This is recorded a little behind the scenes. This is recorded the day that things are going in, insane and you are not going to get it for about seven days. And or six days, probably. Six right? days, yeah. yeah. It's a Wednesday. And Today was the day of the insurrection. Right. This, uh, this the terror attack record, the day the country died. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, you'll hear this on Tuesday uh, after. So either which is hopefully a regular Tuesday, by the way. Right. Or or we'll be knee deep in the Civil War. Here's the thing, everybody. We may mention it in passing. Uh, it is certainly an important event, but it's one that we are going to look like fools if we go too deep on any viewpoint on, because the whole, by the time this reaches your ears, the situations could change so dramatically that they'll have changed 17 times by then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know what I mean? Like there's no way of, yeah, you're absolutely 25. There could be a ton of stuff that goes on between in the next, uh, 144 hours. So exactly. So Thanks. everybody, just understand we're not being. But uh, it, it's Aloof. a weird thing to to do a podcast like this because you don't want to not acknowledge that a thing is happening, and at the same time you don't you're not the news, so you can't provide very. It, it's arriving to you late, so uh, just understand we we may reference it, but uh, this is happening as we're recording. Important to remember, everybody. <laughs> So mm. let's mm. let's get started on the episode and talk some hardcore for as long as we can. Let's do it. First thing first, let's thank our sponsors. Let's thank To Live a Lie, <laughs> Closed Casket Activities, <laughs> and today's <laughs> featured sponsors, Death Wish Inc. and Run for Cover Records. I'm going to start us off with Run for Cover Records, guys. Uh, they have they have some some news that's coming out today, uh, Patrick. What is your favorite community-based app uh, that you use locally? That would be the Citizen app, which uh, (laughs) is – I had mixed feelings on it because it is weirdly – it is a snitch app in some ways. And while I'm not a a, a criminal, I still 
have like a sort of, you know, like a vague idea that I shouldn't be snitching on my fellow citizen. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the citizen app is also a uh, bulwark against a bulwark against uh, uh, police uh, uh, misbehavior. So right. it's it's this weird sort of balance where you are if if you engage with that app in the in respect to showing like you can record to it and all that live stream to it. And if you do that, you're really taking this strange position of, am I doing something that is anti-authoritarian? Or am I doing something that's pro-citizen or, or, or is it, or, or am I snitching on my fellow citizen? Well, <laughs> it's, well it's do really you hard know to, hard to say. Who, are, who are definitely not snitches? <laughs> Run for cover recording artists, citizen. And big fat. The big better fat. version of the citizen. That's right. They have an album coming out, uh, coming out March 26th. It's getting announced, yo, today. So if you're listening to this early, yo, this is like early information. We're leaking it out to you. Uh, Hmm. The album is called Life in Your Glass World. The new song coming out today is I Want to Kill You. So I I don't know. Feels feels strangely appropriate. Can't wait to learn the words so I can sing to Pat. That's right. (laughs) Uh, It's aggressive. So you're going to go to runforcoverrecords.com, go in the store. This, this is probably prominently featured. Uh, if it's not in there yet, wait till like noon Eastern time. It'll be there. Tom, you're going to enter a promo code. What is that code? That would be Axe to Grind. And Patrick, what do you got to do with it? Spell that out. And get your discount. Also, grab some other stuff. Grab some self-defense family stuff. They need they need your support as well. But you know, anything anything you can do, folks. <laughs> yeah, yo, uh, we're we're not gonna panhandle self-defense during the Citizen Blitz. Uh, really cool. Uh, this band has continued to grow, and it's it's kind of awesome to see how much of an impact they've had. Um, a band who I know is many people's favorite band, and uh, has kind of stolen the show at a few different events. I know. I think they played a sound and fury a few years ago where it was like, Oh damn, like that was cool. You know? So, um, big shout outs to them. Uh, shouts to run for cover forever. Um, guys, I'm going to need your help. The label run by Trey McCarthy, Jake Bannon is called death wish, death wish Inc. Death wish Inc. Guys at deathwishinc.com, You can get all sorts of cool stuff, cool gear, cool records. Uh, I don't know if you guys got anything for me. I picked two records. We're we're kind of like mixed bag here. We like EPs, but I'm to be honest, not partial to seven inches. Uh, I'm, I prefer twelve. The whole thing, but I'm not going to pass over two really good seven inches that Deathwish did in the last couple of years. Uh, I am encouraging everyone to get the Gouge Way Consider single. Um, I call it consider because the back, the B side is wave mutilation, which is a cover and the American nightmare life support single again, because it's got an original and then a cover on the backside. Uh, two records that are really good by bands who you can see are developing and doing different things musically. Um, it's it just fucking cool. I, I actually really, I think for a band like American nightmare, who's been around forever, it's, impressive to see the energy with which they develop and are doing new things and uh yeah i I fuck with this record um so i'm gonna order that you guys got anything or should we just head to the promo code uh 
I, I would have to see what they've got in stock on on shirts, uh, and I don't want I don't want to use our time like that. But I would urge everybody, uh, as seasons change, everybody, it's time for a mm. long sleeve. So uh, if you haven't stocked up on your winter long sleeves, uh, Deathwish typically has more than a couple in stock, including that drop dead one that I like so much. So, they have an American uh, Nightmare long sleeve that goes along with the record that Bob just ordered. They sure do. Perfect. Oh, yep. Crisp. And it looks good. It looks good. So, uh, good. Patrick, you're going to enter a promo code. Axe to grind. And Tom, what you got to do with that promo code? You have to spell it out. Boom. Get your discount. Same code on the our other respective sponsors to live a line close casket. Save yourself some money. Support whatever's left of this weird fucking country. And uh, and help the good people out, guys. What's up? How you doing today? Um, you know, I'm doing good, in part because the news that has a lot of people out of whack today. I was too self-involved to really process while it was happening, because I stepped in dog shit and traipsed it into my house. So while so while that whole thing was happening. I'm, you know, that bent over old man, Mr. Magoo thing where you're like, you you got your nose forward and you're like, what? That was me through my entire house thinking I did. I just traipsed. Where did I step? I got to get rid of all of the fecal matter that might've come in on my shoe. And as a result, by the time that all this stuff is going on in, in, in uh, the Capitol, I, it was mostly resolved by the time I came back. So I, uh, uh, it, it, it did not uh, beat me up the way that it beat up people that were watching it live on, on C-SPAN or whatever it might've been broadcast on. I mean, it was broadcast on all the major networks basically. So never heard of them, Bob. I know, I know. I know. You're, you're, you're not on those mainstream media sites. Correct. Uh, channels. Um, yo, uh, Tom, you had a busy day. I, I doubt you were able to escape, this news cycle, the way that our, our colleague, our compatriot. Was no, no. Stepping on dog shit was probably been like the 10th worst thing that happened today. Um, I, I wish I, I was actually talking about this with, with a coworker today. Like I would trade, like if I, as long as I keep the amount of money I make, mm. if I could get some, like just data entry job. Oh yeah. You're, you're happy. You'll take the cubicle. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stress. But just watching this all go down, and like, I mean, mind you, there's still a global pandemic. And, you know, I work with folks that yeah. are on, on Rikers Island, and it's like, you know, we're trying to make sure that those folks are getting vaccinated, and then the people that, that work for me that are going there, they need to get vaccinated. Because, you know, and, yeah. and like, uh, just one thing, if I can complain for Please, one second. Please, go. And this is just this is just like the kind of give. I know some folks like some inside of them like the shit that I do, stuff that we do, you know. For sure. And I think so. This is no way it matters. So like, there's a website that's like an inmate lookup, right? So like, you could look up anyone that's on Rikers Island, as long as you have like certain like there's two numbers that go with you. There's a thing called a NICID. Uh-huh. Which follows you for your whole life. You get arrested once, you get arrested a hundred times. You had the same nicid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's like your social security for jail. It's fucking terrible. Right. Yeah, they assign it to thing, you once you get booked in, right? Right, right. And then there's a thing called a book and case, which changes every time you're in and out of a facility, right? So there's a website that you can check. You know, hey, 
Patrick Hillen got, you know, arrested for peeing in public, mm-hmm. right? Fact. Typical. I mean, it's, yeah. Um, I can look him up, right, on this website. It'll tell you, like, when his next court date is, what he's being charged with, where he's going, where he's being held, all sort of stuff. But it also gives you the opportunity to pay bail remotely oh. and to fill up people's um, – um, their cash, their inside cash, right? Yeah, not a dispensary. I'm blanking on the freaking word. Yeah. <laughs> been a long um, day, folks. Yeah. So it's been down for three weeks. Oh. So internally, they can tell where everybody is. But anybody, like, so there was like this article that came out um, of like, you know, people were like, we were trying, you know, like my son got arrested. I don't live in New York, so I can't go anywhere to pay bail. So I was trying to bail him out. He, you know, I could have bailed him out before Christmas, and he could have been home. Ugh. But this, I'm like, of course, nobody was running. Nobody's hustling. Fucking IT can get, you know, Twitter can go, it can explode and come back up in 30 seconds. Yep. But it took um, the city three weeks to get the website back up and running. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't use this word very often for organizations that I don't assume anything good of to begin with. But we'll we'll go with disgraceful. Yeah. yeah, just like what the fuck, man? Like, can you like, can you be any worse at your job or any more transparently shitty to people? I I can't think of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and you know, COVID and coups. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just watching that stuff unfold. I mean, you know, it's obviously not over. But just to kind of see that all that stuff go on and like, who knows? Like I said, like we said, it's, things could change 16 times between now and then. But like to watch like these fucking Capitol Police, like literally open the gates for these motherfuckers. And yeah. there's video of them, like, you know, or, yep. you know, walking them daintily. Like they, I watched one motherfucker walk this old lady down the stairs like I do, like when I'm like getting my mom out of church. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? think it's like um, it's weird how big of a deal white supremacy is, but it's not because it's staring you in the face on television. Everyone like it's just it's blatant and ugly, and there's even you know there's even more to it. But like it's just obvious. Like anyone who's paid attention, I tortured myself uh, this evening. We had to drop off uh, Amanda's car and. Uh, and I was like, all right, let me put on talk radio, local New Jersey talk radio. And New Jersey's a blue state, but guess what? The talk radio is pretty fucking red. Um, and listened. And it was everybody. I don't condone. I don't condone what they were doing. But, but, you know. And there was every other caller was trying to make allusions to the protests this summer. The following George Floyd and... Jacob Blake and oh, like not you the name same. the fucking t- hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah. Not the same. Not the same. I don't give a shit that someone threw a brick through a CVS window. Like this right, is different. And, and like, yo, yeah. like, it, like it's different. You, you, anyone making that argument is, is pulling oh, hard. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, 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 uh, we could talk about this for a lot. It's ugly. Tom, I didn't want to step on what you were saying. Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, I just like, you know, and like I was go- trying to I was going to get to like what you were saying. It's just like yeah. to watch this and like for it to be so brazen, like in your fucking face, like yeah. 
Can you imagine if that was fucking 10 Muslim people walking up the stairs of the Capitol? There'd be 10 yeah. dead Muslim people. Correct. I, I Don't pat. No, no. I can do the like, well, actually, I'm good. I, no, no, no. Listen, I, I'm not doing any of that. I, I, I just, uh, that's why it's a very, the part of this that is delicate for me watching this now explode on the internet after it happened is that this feeds so much conspiracy. And that's so not helpful. Like, I don't know if that's accidental. I don't know if that is intentional, if there is a conspiracy at work. But this is like the most, it's the most discouraging thing in the world to not be able to tell reality from a work. And that's kind of what is like, because we don't got to get into all the details, but it's inconceivable that police would allow people to walk by them in this fashion. And well, it's true that they that this was a majority white group. I don't think that accounts for allowing them into the Capitol building. Like that makes no sense whatsoever. There's there's nothing about that that makes sense. It, it it's and for something that makes no sense to happen, it could just be an aberration. It could be something that who knows why it happened. It's a, a total fuck up. Like let's say that it's. Six well, no, no, no. You know, let me let me throw in real quick here. One of the things sure. they said that was very obvious was that because this was a primarily white group, white, you know, fucking rally, right. and, and yeah. that it was treated very differently yeah. than it would but have been treated I, if it was largely African American. I don't think there's any debate. You know? No I, debate, I don't think right? Any, yeah, I don't think any reasonable person would debate that. That still right. doesn't account for allowing the occupation sure. of a federal building of this level. Well, now, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Watching for the time, like, yo, it went on for hours. Like, this shit was going on several hours. Right. And exactly what you said was that there were there were clearly understaffed, undermanned, however you want to put it, in terms of enforcement. The enforcement wasn't really being done, and the call for you know, uh, National Guard was made well after there was, you know, let's call it super saturation in the building. You know what I mean? There's people with their feet up at Nancy Pelosi's desk before the and National yeah. Guard being called in and, it went, and the National Guard's responding to the call, rather. Right. And also, so, guess what? If these mother like, so they might have been understanding. I mean, whatever. You know what, though? If that was, again, five, you know, people of color walking up those stairs, running up, like having gotten access. So even if they were like, even like, so that first gate that was open, they, they got access to get closer. I'm not saying they like fucking unlocked the front door, but guess what? If someone didn't look like the three of us was running up those stairs, yelling about some bullshit, they would have gotten capped in three seconds. But, uh, people Tom, back I, down when they watch somebody get shot. Uh, uh, Tom, I would agree with you if this was any. Like, I think that everything you're saying is totally valid if it was a, we're talking about the capital. Like it, there's nothing about like, okay. So I've gone on record on this podcast as saying, I think that uh, non nonviolent occupation of uh, government, government buildings by literally any force uh, by any group is a legitimate form of protest. I, I believe that uh, if this, ex if it perhaps in some way that could extend to these people, but 
the part of it that makes no sense and the part of it that you maybe correctly identify a racial dynamic, but I am going in a different direction and saying, this is frankly bizarre is how did they get, it it, it does not, it, nothing here holds water. Nothing, nothing it, it doesn't make sense that they would be in the building. Now I believe that they, uh, so, okay, let's, let's add the racial dynamic that this is a uh, perhaps police uh, were uh, under uh, understaffed because they didn't take this seriously because they're white. Okay. That's a racial dynamic. I totally Correct. believe that if I found that out, uh, perhaps police are accommodating to them because uh, police are sympathetic to whites in a way that they aren't to people of color. I would of sure. You know what I mean? All of that makes total sense. What doesn't make sense is how you storm the Capitol. It, it well, doesn't- you know you can do it without having to worry about getting fucking shot. They did it in Michigan. Yeah. If you I, knew, if, if I was like, I could punch this fucking dude and I'm not going to go to jail. Guess what? I'm going to punch this fucking dude. If sure. the one thing that would stop you is, is not in play. You fucking push past. They didn't do anything. There's a video of these. There was dudes, no, like, there was no fucking guns drawn. Like, yo, like, think about how often we see guns drawn on kids on fucking. Right. I mean, come like, on. Like, yeah, that's the thing. You got to you got to put that component in here is that watch as much footage as you can. The only time I saw any visual evidence of firearms pulled was when they had the house floor barricaded. And they, right, because they were coming in with guns. I mean, give me, That's the only, and, and, and I didn't see a single gun drawn no. outside as people were storming. Yo, uh, I mean, as awful as it is to say, like, you know, I, don't, I don't really want to cop shooting anyone if, if I had my druthers. But, but like Tom no. said, if one of these nut jobs is run up the steps and gets shot, let's shoot him in the leg. I don't, you know, like, yo. People think bet, twice. Yeah, the next 10 are going to stop and think about that for a minute before they go further. There's like video of like them like kind of coming at this like I guess he was like a security guard whatever the fuck it was. At first he had no weapon on him at all. Then he I guess he must have dropped his baton. They're literally like he's backing up the stairs as they're all kind of like descending on him. And it, primarily one or two fucking dickheads and then there's a bunch of people behind him. Like they're just like backing up. So like if you know like like the security guard was African American number 1. Number two, if you know he's not going to do anything, wouldn't you feel emboldened? Like that, these people are like Pat loves to throw around like psychotic and all this stuff. These people are actually psychotic. Well, that, like, I'll say this. I, I'll say this. It, it is the, the idea that you're self in from a federal crime is. Oh, oh yeah. Beyond I mean, self in with the cops. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is. Like to your point that this is psychotic behavior, like, look, I'm just here trying to make sense of a thing that doesn't make sense. And that's always stupid. I mean, right? I think that's it does a, make sense. though. I think it makes 100 percent sense, dude. It, that's the problem, Tom, man. Tom, if you and I committed a crime under no circumstance, would be, we be selfieing from that event? You know what I mean? Like nothing about if it makes sense. If we like they, these assholes did, dude, the leader told them to do this. No, you wouldn't I feel get- like, fuck this, hold my ball. Guess what? If I was somewhere and like some big fucking scary dude was like, go punch that dude in the face. And I knew there was nothing going to happen to me once I punched that dude in the face. These well, dudes are, are so fucking emboldened. They didn't think anything could happen because, number one, they're fucking white ass privilege. And that the fa- the guy from the-, the guy at the top has been like, we'll go there. We'll be strong at the Capitol. They-, they were following directions. They knew they were fucking, you know, like. 
the whole fucking game changes when you have when you know there's going to be no fucking recompense for what you're doing. I, I, Tom, I I get that, but they'd have to believe in their hearts that Trump is not going to be the president in eight days or whatever it is, 10, 11 days. Like they'd have to believe that. And for them to believe that, or that they would have to believe that he's going to continue to right. be the president in, in 11 they days. do believe that if they, if they think they're fighting for this, uh, see that's, but that's what I'm saying though, is that that, that is, doesn't make it that's purely logical. psychotic, that, that, that's, but not like, in a way I don't want to give them any kind of out. I look, there this is, is like delusional behavior. That's not part of like being, having a mental health diagnosis. This is fucking, that's I true. mean, this is like cult stuff. It, it, yeah. For, but I mean, think about this, think about how saturated these people can be. And I, you know, these people, but how saturated people can be if they're ingesting a steady stream of this shit that by the way, is lending to them and appealing to them and directed and targeted at them and, and how they they're go, being wronged. Yes. Yes. Right. Like, dude, like there's, there's so many parallels to all the, the odd fascist regime regimes of the past and how to say like, Hey, look, the disenfranchised let's mobilize. Let's right. take them on as a power set. And, and like <clears throat> with that said, you're totally right. Some of the behaviors are completely outlandish and like how, and it's the intersection of people who maybe got less smarts than they do balls and, and fucking, as Tom was saying, being emboldened and feeling as though they were going in there. And I bet there's people who are in the fucking Capitol, march their way in, who think they did not commit a crime, who believe they were, uh, protesting or whatever demonstrating house bro yeah that's what they said right so they think they're demonstrating you know and it's it's clearly delusion it's clearly delusional and out of line with the way things should be and that's why everyone's so like taken aback by it but maybe none of us should be because it's been pointed at and been conditioned for fucking years and years years. no right this is america uh, listen, uh, by the time this hits people's ears, this will probably be old, so we should move on. But I, I'm just going to say, we there's somebody potentially in our listenership, he's an old hardcore kid, who uh, it, it, a while back he did years, or not, he did a year, I think, for yep. fucking uh, uh, spray painting a federal building. You're telling me that like these people would have to be, I just, guys, I'm, I don't think we're in a disagreement on anything. I'm no, just not. trying to figure out do these people all believe that they're going to be pardoned by the president before the president leaves office? Like I bet it, you, if you it, ask them, they may think so. They may think so. All right. All right. Quite well, honestly, let's move on they, if they're not, they're like to them, they're like, well, you know what? If I go to jail for you, I did the right thing. Yeah. For standing on righteousness, uh, emboldens someone in a way that, uh, is very, then you become a fucking martyr. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, well, okay. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. No, no, fucking no, hardcore before I fucking have an aneurysm. Yo, thank yeah. you to everybody who's here with us. Uh, fucking, we know this is all your preoccupation too. We're there. Speaking of here with us, I hope by the time you hear this, that Dr. Dre is still here with us. Shout out, Dr. Dr. Shout Dre. out to Dr. Dre, an incredibly important musician in all of our lives. Yeah, I think he's doing better. He's in like an incredible shape. But he had an aneurysm. Yeah, he isn't. Listen, I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm ratting on anybody here. All of those older dudes are into HGH now, and 
I mean, he got they, really big in a they different manifest way. it so yeah. like nobody can ever just be like the fit HGH guy. They all have to be like 50 year old dudes who look fucking jacked beyond comparison. And his it's head really changed. Weird. Like Barry Bonds head changed. His yeah, head changed. Yeah, that's yeah. not great. Well, whatever. Yo, I, I we no none of the three of us have a problem with Dre's use or not use of HGH. Just stay alive, buddy. Um, yeah, time. they were saying like, God, I guess he did like, he's getting, he's getting divorced. Yeah. And like, I guess his partner was asking for $2 million a month. She, she's asking for half of a billion. So I, uh, I mean, he has it, but he, he was has, like, yo, I pay your bills. I know how much I owe you. Like it's not $2 million a month. You, you know, so, uh, guys, this is all like our villa on Mars because it's unlikely that a- any one of us will uh, accrue a billion dollars in our time. So we're all just talking out of our asses. But is it fair to say that if your wife left you and she wanted half of your billion and you're 55, <laughs> that you look at you look at things with some clarity and go, yeah, why not? <laughs> Like, sure. Go ahead. What's, what's it really, how could it possibly impact my, my lifestyle? How go ahead here, take three quarters, you know what I mean? Like whatever. So, uh, yes, I guess it's a contentious divorce. She's asking for a lot. Uh, they were together for an awfully long time and he's not getting out of this in California, but, uh, right. Especially if he made most of that money while they were in partnership. It's a big, big part of it was beats. So. It, but it's but true. my point is like, can you guys imagine being like, I need the bill? No, you know? <laughs> like I need it. It just, and I'm not one of those guys that's like, hey, we need to take away people's money and all that shit. But like, yo, let's just be honest, Doctor Dre. Do you need a bill? Do you need it? <laughs> like, it might be yours. You might want to hold on to it. I fully get that. But like, why fight your wife in court? You know, just fucking let it go. Agree. All right, let yo. go, let God. Let's do it. Welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. Um, yes, please. Thirty so, minutes in. So, guys, I uh, I had an idea, um, and I think we all kind of like this idea. We talk about entry records, entry point records. Um, would Tom? Would you tell us like what an entry point record is? I think if, if in my head the way I formulated it was like if someone was like, "Hey, I'm kind of into hardcore." Or I'm not into I'm into like heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend? And then we kind of broke it down to like certain subgenres. But like if it was like, all right, I'm kind of into hardcore, but like I'm not really that familiar with like this, you know, like the '90s stuff or metalcore stuff or 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 crust stuff or power violence. What would you recommend? And kind of like <clears throat> to me, it was like the what it's almost like to me. I kind of looked at it as like the most kind of um, listenable. Sure. Version of that genre might not be the best, but if someone heard it, it's the most accessible to them. That's exactly right. So, so today we're playing not a game, but we're we're batting around an idea of what are some of the easiest entry point records, and we'll call it best entry point records for the various hardcore subgenres or or different labels you can throw on things, locations, whatever it is. Um, but this isn't necessarily our pick for what our favorite is or what we think is what we might say is quantifiably the best, even though some might be, and you know, there might be overlap there, I think inherently, 
but it's really like, hey, we get this question a lot for the podcast. I know, and I mean, you probably who are listening, you've either asked the question or had the question asked to you. Yo, I don't know a lot about subgenre A. What what should I check out? And you want to give something to someone that'll grab them, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because so. I mean, like, so for example, and maybe this is me going crazy off on one. Please. But like for any of the subgenres, this is legit top three punk hardcore bands ever that I would not recommend for anybody as their starting point would be the Bad Brains. Mm. Because I think if you're like not if maybe if you're into hardcore already, you might be up to, to the task. But I think, you know, as a brand new like with brand new ears, you'd be like, I don't totally understand what is happening. Bad Brains were in one of my first four punk hardcore records. Um, that Which, said, yeah. it was it was not. It was it of those four. It was not the easiest, and it was like for a while. And by the way, it's because people I knew had were already into them, so I had to like okay, I was. It wasn't like the very first time I heard them, but it wasn't as easy to get into because I think you're right. Like the Bad Brains are a huge band for me. I love them, love them, Same. love them. Yeah. Uh, you know. But you're right. I, I, they're not on my list for any of this stuff. So, um, so, anyways, I think Tom put it exactly right. There's going to be plenty of things on here that we we all probably like, but some things might not even be something we like. But um, why don't we start, t- Patrick? Why don't you pick, uh, you know, one of these subgenre labely type things, and we'll go from there. Let's go with Rev. Okay, because who, I'm cu- I'm yeah. curious what you guys arrived at. All right, Tom, you want to kick it off? All right, so this is um, – how about this? So, so this is for Revelation Records. For yeah, yeah, but I think how do how, do we want to do – so this is someone who's kind of already into the genre but wanted to, wants to take a deep dive on Rev? Yeah, let's say, oh. let's say for the person who's getting into hardcore, they have some familiarity with the genre of – not the genre. They, they know hardcore, at least in some extent, but it's not this world. So right. perhaps this is someone who is, and they could like let's not pigeonhole them because there's eight different ones. Like we can no, yeah. go specific, but let's just say they know hardcore enough. But right. this is a blind spot for them. So like Revelation yeah. Records, what's what should I start with? I mean, the first thing that pops to my brain is start today. Okay, one hundred percent. I'd be shocked if if we didn't all think that. Bob, where do you fall? You guys started with start today, and I did too. But, and this is where I was like, you know what, <clears throat> because part of this exercise, I want them to be able to slide around a little bit. I went Gorilla Biscuits 7-inch. Okay. Because if you like that, I think it's got a little more in common with some of the other Rev stuff. Like from the sure. Gorilla Biscuits 7-inch. You could do bold. You could do both. You could do side you could by do side. Break down the walls. You can do youth today. You can do sick of it all. Seven yeah, inch. You, can. you can do all that stuff. And obviously you can go do start today. It also has kind of that youthful spirit energy. Not to say that start today doesn't either, but well, it certainly does actually. But but the seven inch is kind of bounce around your room music even more so than start today to me. Start today is better than the seven inch. But I'm going with the Gorilla Biscuit seven inch because I think it has more in common. And if you really like it, interesting. 
start today will be obviously like, oh, this is, oh my God, this is even better. Civ, oh my God. Like, but the Gorilla Biscuit 7 has so much more in common with all the peers that you'll be able to pivot around. As opposed to start today, where you might love start today. And and nothing else, right? That's right. And put on start. That's fair. Put on youth of today and go, eh, this yeah, this isn't that true. much, you know. Uh, put on Judge and go. Eh. Whereas, like the Grill Biscuit Seven Inch and the Judge Seven Inch, those those two records can sit next to each other on the bus and and get along mm-hmm. hunky dory. Start today is kind of like the cool senior, and what you want to give them is the like goofy freshman version. Right, right. And I'm picturing like start to, uh, this the Seven Inch being like the I'm thinking of the this like the Descendants like summary cover. Mm-hmm. That it's like that's the middle, and it kind of sparks, like it kind of goes out to all the other different ad. That exactly. totally makes sense. That's because that's I feel like I, in my head, start today was just so it's just so accessible. Yes, hundred percent. But that might not be a jumping off point. That might be the beginning and end for somebody. Yeah, that could be, it, start today is an alpha and omega for a lot of people. Um, I mean, yo, you guys probably are in this boat. At some point in my life, I knew people who liked Grill Biscuits Start Today. So much more than any of the other rev stuff that they basically didn't really care about the rev stuff. Would basically say, oh, "I don't really, I don't really like any of the youth crew stuff." Well, I like Gorilla Biscuits, of course, but not anything else, really. You know. Right. Whereas I think, I think the seven inch is like the perfect middle ground um, of energy and kind of. It's just not as refined, you know. Like it's funny to say that, but starts today is just. Man, it's it's such a great record. Um, it's easy to kind of s- glaze over how great Start Today is. But for this, I want to give something to somebody as the starting off point for Rev that they'll be able to bounce around a little more. I like okay, it. good, I like good all picks. Those. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'll go next. I'm going to say, so we did a label already. <sighs> Let's give, you know what? Fuck it. Let's give another label. Victory. Victory Records. <laughs> now, I have a specific answer on this. And it isn't to say that I think it's the end-all, be-all. But I think if you like this, you might be able to find other things in the catalog. Oh, I got that mine. worth digging. Um, so, Can I, please, you go, go. Tom, why don't you go first? I mean, I would say satisfaction is the death of desire. Oh, that's a really good one. Shit. Just because it's like you could like strife and like that. You could like hate breed. I mean, you can like Earth Crisis, Earth Crisis and like that. You can like shut down and like that. You can like blood for blood and like that. Like there's so much. That might be the answer. Um, my answer was Earth Crisis Destroy the Machines. Uh, obviously not a record I, I love, but I think it's so synonymous. However, you're right. Hate breed because you can also like all the integrity records. Um, there's certain things right. for, like Earth Crisis is grouped with Snapcase. They're grouped with Strife. They don't sound like Snapcase. They don't sound like Strife. No. You know, and not but that Hate breed does hate- either. But Hate breed's oh. such a broad umbrella, sort of like like GB. It hits in the spot where you're like, oh, you can kind of go. You could go from Hate breed and be like, oh, check out fucking blood for blood or whatever but or every fight or fucking another yeah. another label like it yeah. could be anything yeah no satisfaction is a good starting point on victory is it the best record victory ever put out tom i mean from beginning to end for an lp specifically mm-hmm. absolutely 
I'm going to go in a different direction. Oh, love it. Let's hear it. So I'm going Snapcase progression through unlearning, which is quite the opposite of that sort of, uh, hey, you can go in any direction sure. thing that you, that you guys just said. Because uh, early Snapcase shares DNA with Earth Crisis. But by this time, and Earth Crisis clearly shares DNA with, with integrity. And yep. uh, uh, the fucking uh, uh, Hatebreed shares DNA with them both. Yes. By this record, Snapcase does, and Strife, certainly. Snife, Snife, he fights Harry Potter. Strife uh, <laughs> uh, actually shares a, a good deal with early integrity. So, sure. oh, well, Strife, yeah, I mean, there's a through line the that connects DNA. hate breed, judge, uh, hate breed, integrity, and Sorry. Snife, of course. Snife, <laughs> <laughs> fan favorite, Snife. So, so please, someone the, mock up an axe to grind Snife shirt. We'll make it. I promise <laughs> you. Yeah. So, is that the guy without the nose? That's who's? Oh, that's Snape. Yes, yeah, Snife is the, uh, uh, the. But who's Snape? Is that um, I don't know. Uh, the dude from um, Die Hard, or is that the? I think Snape. Alan Snape Rickman. is the dude from Harry Potter. Um, right, right. But the guy, Alan, is it uh, Alan Rickman? Oh, Snape? the dude know. who plays him. Okay, yeah. No, that's the other guy. I, I, the other guy is the the the. Um, Oh yeah, Snape. Okay, you shall not be named. Listen, everybody, we 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 were just slightly too old for Harry Potter. Okay, here's the point: progression through unlearning. By by this time in Snapcase's career, they don't sound like anything else on Victory. No, no, more post hardcore. Yeah, and yet, I feel that if you listen to this record, you have a good idea of the Victory energy at victory's absolute peak like their zenith that's why i think that this is an important record and look i i think important entry level record because i think that it's not the best selling i think that's obvious you know and i think it's not the most iconic but not that far off though probably not miles off yeah but they're pretty big it it is well you know what uh, no you know what it's of the pre-2000 victory catalog it's probably not too far off because then you oh, go yeah, to and then they're taking back Sundays yeah, and the yeah, Thursdays yeah, take yeah. over. So uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, in uh, of the stuff that we're talking about, yeah, it's it's in that top ten. This is representative of the the spirit and the energy of the time. That's that's why I think that it's a good entry entry point. And I also think musically, it's pretty accessible, for sure. So so I'd also I, I am actually my initial vote was for Earth Crisis Destroy the Machines, which by my ear is not the most accessible unless you are coming from the metal world and you might really, really, really obviously be drawn to it. I think Tom's answer to me is correct. I think hate breed satisfaction is it's pretty accessible. I think it's very listenable and it will give you an idea of what victory is. And you can kind of go in 18 different directions from there. Snapcase is a good, good um, recommendation because you're right. I think it really did capture that like victory new kid on the block, like inarguably the biggest hardcore label for a few years, you know, uh, revelation was cool in the nineties and I liked a lot of what they were doing, but they weren't doing a lot of hardcore for sure. You know, it was, it, they kind of had to wait to get a new bubble, um, where they started doing more. Whereas victory was really doing it. And like, I want to throw this out there. This is not my pick. 
But I think there were a lot of people who got into hardcore and into Victory Records through One Truth. Um, oh, I can see that for sure. I think it was. I think it was a big record. I know. I saw it in New Jersey. I saw it in my high school. I saw people who Strife was like their big push into hardcore. So, um, big shout Dude, out! They to were all playing people. like hardcore shows that were like eight hundred kit. Like it was no, no joke. Yeah, yeah. Like anyway, at their height, like in their mid nineties, like you know. Their shows are pretty bonkers. And I think they got kind of that weird energy, and probably this is true for Snapcase as well, where they were getting included on the weird like skate, snowboard, surf video scene a sure, little bit. Sure. And that that shit mattered. Um so yeah, uh I think those are all I think that's a good place to go with the the starting point for Victory Records. I do want to give a one last shout out to Snife. Uh, the Simi Valley's <laughs> best straight edge band, the Bun Truth LP, will be coming out soon. <laughs> There's only one tooth. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, Tom, pick pick a pick a genre. I'm pick a genre Go. that is outside of my purview and Patrick's purview. Mm. Mostly, I want to hear your take, and I have probably a composer take that I'm going to get yelled at by Ian. Um, I'm going to go power violence. Man, that sunset is. Gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, this is a tough genre because there's so much parsing in the world of power violence, right? Like there's people who will get really fine toothed about this and say, well, Siege is kind of like proto power violence, but it doesn't feel totally right to call him power violence. Is infest power violence or like not quite? It could be like they just hardcore that's a little faster than right. Like like, but then you're like, well, you know, then you go into crossed out or no comment, and it's like the next step forward, and it's like, oh shit, yo. But this is about entry point, right? I I love the no comment material. I love crossed out. 
But in 2020, you mentioned our buddy Ian. I think Regional Justice Center World of Inconvenience brings a lot to the table. I think that somebody who's who knows hardcore but maybe doesn't know power violence stuff very well, he has enough going on on this record that's both dyed-in-the-wool, tried-and-true power violence, but also he's trying different things and he's not afraid to break some of the walls, then I think this is a perfect entry point record and it's one of the best of this genre in a long time i mean ever i'll just put it out there ever i think this record's very good and uh, i think it's easy for people to jump into and i think it's part of the reason regional justice center has seen the success they've had is that ian and the rest of the people involved with rjc aren't afraid to kind of play with those limits while also trying to you know redefine what what a band like this can do so um so yeah i think that's my entry point for someone you know like do i like this regional just center record more than uh downsided or like the neanderthal seven inch no no i don't but if I wanted to, if somebody came and asked me like, Hey, I'm not super into stuff. I would point them here first. And guess what? This would prep, this would prime the pump for them to go in every direction from there. Sure. That makes sense. Patrick, do you have any thoughts on power violence? I went with the crossed out self-titled self-titled. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the that, classic. Yeah. It's like, to me, this is like the, uh, I, I don't even know, uh, 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 out of step uh, 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 of uh, power violence where it's kind of like, you know, maybe people borrow from it liberally, but, but I think that as a non fan of this genre, this is as catchy as power violence gets to my ear. So uh, that's why I, I go with this one. True. All right. Um, it's tough. It is tough. It's a tough genre. Um, I have three. Please do. But I don't know where these fall in the fucking, you know, I, I might get canceled. Can't never go back to ABC. <laughs> Yo, it, uh, you don't have to go back to ABC because it's not there anymore. But they're rebuilding it. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, they got all that money. I think, um, I, I, think I, I think I saw that on a flyer in 1999. <laughs> no, no, it was more recent. Uh, whatever. Yeah. No. It is. It is. All right. Don't you know what? I'm I'm coming into this world with you know wide eyes and open heart and hopeful. No, I don't give a shit. Um. So Bob, I would like yeah. your kind of feedback, feedback on these. Sure. Um. I mean, I actually have a fourth because no. all right. So my entry point in this sort of stuff was CR. Yo, CR is a really good one in the same way as RJC. And I think because yeah. the same idea. It's like, yeah. the, it, you know, you know, like in 1996. Be completely honest with you, a fucking twenty year old Tom not listening to Infest. Right, was not like on my fucking purview at that point. Yo, they were. I mean, a, like I think two years later, everybody was saturated with Infest bootlegs and semi legit reissues of Slave and things like that. But, well, but that was I remember because of CR. Uh, I, I'm not surprised. I, I they think, covered Where's the Unity on one of the records. Oh, I know. We were all I, like, on the 7-inch, oh. I think, yeah. I mean, yeah, I we were all like, oh, shit. Hmm? All right. And then we all sought it out. We're like, oh, this is fucking great. But like, without those dudes doing it, we wouldn't have found it. So, But this is also, you know, 20-something years ago. No, I mean, yo, my only experience, my experience and exposure to, to Infest was having a friend who had a dub of a tape from someone else with the, like, 
with slave and then both seven inches question mark on it. Right, and like right. I had a great cassette that was a dub of a dub and it was like, cool. I just listened to this and I kind of, you know, it was, it was a long time later when I was able to go, Oh, okay. This is where this record stops. You know, <laughs> like it was right, just, right. like, Oh, there's extra song. What the yep, fuck? Yep. Um, but yeah, to me, that was a big thing. I don't know how widespread it was across the country, but definitely in like the Northeast, that was like a big kind of, I had the CR seven inch before I had the infest record for sure. Great record. Great record. Um, I also like, and this is like the joke that I figured um, I could kill for. I love, I love spaz. Mm -hmm. Uh, The La Revanche record. I think it's just fun. I think like if you want to kind of be like, here, try this. It's ridiculous, but it's so much fun. So that is a good exposure. And this is where the very like strident, like purist might say, well, spaz isn't really power violence. It's like blast. You know, it, you know, it's, it, like, it's very fast. Yeah. Uh, I think that is their best record by the way, like by some, it's great. Too. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It just, yeah. there's such a fun bit, especially um, like, yo, also, by the way, give the context to that. I think you clue into and say when you're doing this, but like when they were doing that, they did it with an energy that really wasn't seen. And it was, the records were easier to get there was a lot less pretense with them than a lot of this stuff. So yeah, like, 100%. like they, they get a lot of, they should, they should get credit for that. Like I'm not going to a fuck. I wasn't going to a new show when I was 20, but I'd probably go to a fight. I, I went to spaz shows and they were great. Yep. And they looked like dudes that like me and you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, they didn't come in, you know, with like, uh, you know, with they didn't have dre- charged no. hair and uh giant, right. Hair. It wasn't a fucking, like it wasn't dystopia or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I, I think they're a lot of fun. Um, I had Infest Slave, but like you said, there's always kind of that like. Yo, that's my favorite. I, I don't know what if somebody wants to not call that power violence, they can. If they want to call it something else, yo, it's it's as fast as fast can get to me. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. And when they slow it down, that's the template, right? Like to me, is like that kind of dirging with that speed. Otherwise, you're you're losing everything, you know. Anyways, right, right. Other than it's like grindcore, um, and then my last one, which might be too far afield, and I might really catch them out for it. Hmm. If I was like getting like a newer person that you know wasn't familiar, but may not even have been familiar with this band, but not this record. Yeah. What about violence? Violence ceremony. Oh yeah, you just somebody That's who's it. a purist just got really riled up. However, I guarantee. I'll bet a lot of money that there's a lot of people who got into fast core and power violence and thrash because they loved ceremony, violence, violence, and, or, and, and you can sub in some of the early trash talk material. Same, you know, that yes. kind of similar yeah. fervent energy. Um, I wouldn't call it power violence, but that's being purist. Yo, it's a very accessible record for something that blasts that fast. So, yeah, no, I think that's a good one. Um, all right. We're going to keep cruising through here, guys. I have, I have one I want to throw out here. Discord records. Now here's my caveat. I think all three of us would say, Hey, discord records. How about you start with the minor threat discography? See, I wouldn't. Okay, good, good, good. Um, I would, but I also played the game where I pretended it doesn't exist. Patrick, are you with that? Uh, yeah, I actually went 
for like a broader, more representative thing in my view. Although, right, that's my thought about the. Oh, minor okay. all right, then then you, you guys go in, and I'll give my non-minor threat answer. I mean, I think it goes without saying the discography is the best release on Discord. Yes, but if you want to get a vibe for what Discord was, uh, uh, you know, in totality, yeah. I would go repeater. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same answer. <laughs> I think it's just like a great record. And I think that just like, if you want to know like what you're going to get maybe from like a Q and not you record. Yep. Fugazi is a lot closer. You're totally right. And, you know what I mean? That's the only minor threat, obviously the best record, but I think, you know, to kind of get the most accessible version of what Discord really was. I mean, like those first four years, whatever, or thereabout. Yep. More yep, yep. First, no, first three, four years. Yep. You know, where it would obviously just be minor threat. But like after that, they got, you know, from Embrace on. Yep. Got kind of weird. And the Repeater in particular is the exact bridge between the youthful energy of the early, of the early years. Yes. And kind of the art punk energy of the later years. Yep. And it succeeds on both fronts. So I, I, I would recommend it in the same way that like it's perfectly representative in so far as something can be in a, in a broad discography like that. Right. It's a Fugazi repeater just for folks that don't want some Fugazi. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you guys nailed the right answer. Actually. I was, I was thinking more towards the earlier era and also then trying to represent some of the, the revolution summer stuff. Which I mean, that's that's the era of Discord, and you know, up to Fugazi is really what I I love Discord. Same. And I include dis- include Fugazi too, you know. But but I largely think that '86 era Discord stuff, you have to kind of lather yourself. You got to get into it, except for the Dag Nasty record, which I find to be very very accessible. So that was going to be one of my primers. That said. Fugazi definitely represents everything Discord did post-1987 better than Dagnasty, for sure. Two, Dagnasty doesn't totally even represent the Revolution Summer stuff, other than being more melodic and having more of a sense of melody to the music. It's pretty detached from it. It's just more tuneful. And three, it doesn't totally capture the energy or kind of reckless abandon energy that Fugazi somehow does... Yeah. It places it in a weird way. You could you could take a Fugazi track and put it on Flex Your Head and it would feel out of place, but not as much as a Dag Nasty song would. You know what I yeah. mean? And so true. so shout out. You guys nailed that one. Good good entry point. Thank you. Um Pat, you're up. Uh, all right. So we're green too much. Let's go with post hardcore. Oh, okay. I have my easy answer. But I, I, I quantify it. I said quicksand slip. I think it's it's the best, but it's also very accessible. But here's my problem. Multiple good friends of mine, one of whom is on this podcast, Patrick, ha- took years to get into this band. <laughs> you, could, you could almost say decades, yeah. I mean, well, yes. Decades is the right answer for multiple people I know, friends of mine. And it was like, oh, shit. So... It made me question if this is the best entry point. So uh, let's. I'd love to hear some thoughts. I have a very 
not left field because I think you, you, both of you fellows will recognize the rationale here, but I don't think it's one that either of you would jump to, which is uh, Sensefield uh, killed for less. Oh, interesting. Did not see that coming. And the reason I say it is because it has many of the elements that Quicksand had, right? But is very immediately likable regardless of who you are. I think that Quicksand is the perfect post-hardcore band for a hardcore kid. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Sure. I I think that Sensefield is the perfect post-hardcore band for everybody. Let's say an emo kid, a mall kid, Uh, you know, like you could come from almost any place and the songs are well-constructed and catchy and there's not quicksand. I'd be, I'd be so curious to talk to Walter about this shit or really anybody involved in quicksand, but Walter is is the prime mover there. But were they, did they put salt in, 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 in the lemonade? wound? Like, did, did, did they, they pass the salt port in your wounds? No, no. Did they, it's a quick sense. Did they like, did they ever write a song that was too pretty and say, Oh no, we can't do that because sense field didn't shovel. Do you, do you know what I mean? No, like, I, 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 you know what? It's, I, I Yo, I mean, Shovel, you think about some of the songs on Manic Compression. It would be cooler if you did. Correct. And you Landline think of, Spring. And then you think about what Walter did immediately following Quicksand, but which that, is like, that's the, my, which is right. Yeah. He did, the, there's like Quicksand 98 demos where it's like moving towards indie. And you realize like, oh, this is a different thing now. Um, right. And, and so and, there's, a, it's, there's a marriage to a more aggressive vibe. Can I access those 98 demos? I'll hit you with them. Yeah. Boom. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> See, I, I, I agree with Bob. Like now, like when Pat started talking, I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Because like, then I'm like, you know, would I go, would Burn be a post-hardcore band? I was thinking almost. Burn as well. I, I was almost thinking like Burn might not be a bad entry point. So let's, we're saying somebody knows hardcore. Right. Like if, if it was somebody outside I mean, of hardcore. hardcore that don't know Burn. Tons. And it would be good to say, hey. <clears throat> You like hardcore? Maybe you're in early '80s shit. Maybe you're into fucking current stuff. You just don't know Burnham, and it's like, oh, you're curious about post-hardcore. Well, here, maybe check out this Burn Seven. It's not what I would call full-on post-hardcore. No, but it's the roots of it. And if you like it's this, not no. And if you like this, you can move them along into quicksand, into a lot more of the post-type stuff. But here's my question for both of you. When we say post-hardcore, we often reference quicksand. Yeah. They're so unique in their sound that there's they have children, they have offspring. Yeah. Sure. But there's so much more post-hardcore <gasps> that leans more melodic. Handsome? Like Handsome's got more in in, in common with Sensefield than than Quicksand. Far. Far. Um, I mean, failure is somewhere between those. Uh, you go. What about Texas Reason? Texas the Reason, you go far sides post hardcore, you know, like uh, there's there's so much. Orange nine. And then you move, if we take it and move forward, like who has more in common with Sensefield other than time and place, sonically? 
Does Quicksand or does Rival Schools? Rival Schools has more in common with Sense. Well, Rival Schools, uh, the first record was my alternate choice for this because right. it's, in my view, it might be like, it's a, definitely one of the all-time best. I've come to this conclusion just over the last four years. <laughs> one yes. of the all-time best It's a fantastic uh, post-hardcore, post-hardcore records, bar none. But it's it goes down a lot smoother than Quicksand on your first listen. So here's my question too. Should we be, we're, we're in this kind of like the gestation of, is it fair to call title fight a post-hardcore band? Some of it. It's yeah. tough. And it's, tough, it's accessible. It's accessible. Not in stuff. Yeah. 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 You go to, let's say floral green, their second LP. Yep. Kind of their trademark sound. They've refined it. Shed or tr- floral green might be a great record for someone who wants to then go from there into Sam I am into Sensefield, into rival schools, into quicksand, into farce, like all this whole world. Right. So, um, yeah, this is, this is so much stuff. There's shift. There's right. Right. Yeah. You go into different lanes. You're right. There's man. Um, you know, and, and this is post hardcore has like varying shades. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, Oh, do you want to go to the California 90 sound where it's kind of leans in and, from there, it's not too far to get into the game face. And then from game face, how close are you to, to like the weird epitaph sound of the time? Not a million miles off, but um, yeah, I, I, it's a tough question. Um, so your answer is Sensefield Killed for Less. I think that's a great record. Um, I think, man, I'm that struggling. opens the door for like Shades Apart, Save It. Like there's a lot of records there. Yeah, yeah but, but I feel like that's a tough listen. Shades Apart, Shades Apart, Save It has two or three really good songs. Great that's songs. A good, yeah. That's a good record for the EP, LP to EP episode coming up. Yeah, yeah. Kill for Less is I, a very good record that gets yeah. no love. No love. Yeah. But I don't know if, if Manic Compression would be my choice just because I feel it's more accessible. There's heavy parts. Like, like Slip is so... It's, fucking dark and it's heavy i feel like manic compression has a little bit of that and it also has like yeah. landmine spring is a beautiful song yeah. and should be yeah. could be on the radio it's like you know it could it literally scratches all the edges manic compression is is a record that you could take tracks from and make a really really throw on a mixtape yeah slip could be a single track you know what i mean like like yes it has songs and it has decidedly different things but like when I listen to that, I'm rarely throwing on just one. It's that record's playing through. It's you know you're you're getting on the roller coaster and waiting until the end. Where it's a full vibe. Yes. Whereas Manic Compression is an arcade. You can just pick your game and go for it. You know. Right. You want fucking super genius? Perfect. You want to like just fucking mosh? You can do that. You want fucking brown gargantuan? You want yep. thorn in my side? Like there's so much shit. Yeah, Manic Compression is a pretty good answer actually. Um, I think these are all good ones. Let's let's leave post hardcore TBD. Tough, um, because I think we identified a few. I think the burn seven inch doesn't. You know, it deserves a m- mention too. You know, like I think that being the root of a lot of these bands, because yo, burn wasn't just the place where Chaka comes from. Alan Cage goes into quicksand from there. You know, like there's a lot of overlay. Um, I mean, and Gavin is a criminally yeah criminally underrated guitar player for post-hardcore. That's true. I feel like 
other than Shrifles, it's Shrifles and Van Vlack as the two best fucking hardcore guitar players mm. possibly ever. Mm. Maybe I'm really going on a limb, but I feel like if you listen to anything that dude writes, even to this day, there's nothing else like it. Yeah, I might throw Dr. No in there, but you know. Sure. I was going to go <laughs> no. from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dr. oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there, there's some. Yeah, Dr. No's yeah, that guy's pretty He's good. Right. He's um, all right. He can shred a little bit. Yo, Tom, it's your turn. Give us one. It's my turn. It's your choice. Uh, let's see. Hmm. This is going to be tough. Let's go Metalcore. I left this blank, not out of disrespect or lack of knowledge, though both could be asserted here, but because I wanted to defer to you guys and also say Metalcore has 15 shades, doesn't it? It's, At yeah, least. It could be anything. So, so take us in. You guys hash this out. Let's go. To me, Tom. all right. So if I'm metal, I mean, I Tom, think the. Per- let me ask what? you a question before you start. Yes. Yes. And maybe you were about to explain this. What, what was your baseline? Who in your, in your head, did you have a person, maybe even a specific person, you know, as the person you were introducing? What was, what was that person's origin? Because there is I mean, that changes. such a fucking difference between Darkest Hour and fucking uh, Turmoil. You know what I mean? Such a yeah. fucking difference. And the, the kind of metal that you are familiar with prior to getting into metalcore could make all the difference in the world. It's, it's so hard to tell. Yeah, oh no, for sure, for sure. I was kind of thinking like a kind of a blank slate. Like I like heavy stuff and like hardcore a little bit. Like not like because there's some people that you're never going to convince. True. There's certain people that are like, this is what I like. Mm. You can give me the age of quarrel of your genre, right? I'm not going to give a fuck, right? So you can try all you want, and that's for all of us. That's I am like that. That's like we're all like that. So like I'm trying, I was kind of thinking of the like almost agnostic. Like I like some stuff. Like give me something heavy. Like if someone was like, give me like you know like something heavy, like fucking metalcore. To but, me, but, but Tom, yeah. Here's the problem. If if somebody said, give me hardcore. Yeah, we can go in a million different directions. But I bet that the three of us. If we gave 10 records to represent hardcore to just that word, like, to, yeah, I guarantee five would overlap. Five. Right. Minimum. These none of all, none will overlap. None. It, it's crazy. Because well, there's, 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 no, there's, so there's no consensus waves. here. There's so many waves to it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I was thinking about accessibility. I think so I know where you're going to go then. Oh, guess. If you're going pure accessibility, accessibility, it's Shai Halut. No. Really? Okay. See, because I don't know if they're, I mean, I guess they, that would have been a good one. There's some debate if they're metalcore at all, to be honest. Exactly. I, my choice was um, Incendiary Thousand Mile Stare. Okay. Just because I feel like it scratches a ton of itches that like, if you like more straightforward hardcore, there's stuff there for you. If you like sing-alongs, there's stuff there for you. If you like kind of like rappy, like the songs are very accessible for being as heavy as they are. Can we mm. agree that that Incendiary Mind Force 
proves how elastic these t- categories are because those two bands be- before the last and before the last incendiary record, probably those two bands, significant sonic overlap, significant, but see, I don't hear that. Oh, I, I think that you could <sighs> honestly, I, I don't, I feel like mind force is way more s- straightforward, hardcore. See, but Tom, Mind Force is taken from Chrome Eggs and a Bad Brains. Incendiary weren't. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that while Mind Force is in everybody's mind a hardcore band that I believe has could easily be liked by a metalcore kid. I think that Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that Incendiary is maybe a metalcore band that is I don't even know if they're that, to be honest. That is often liked by hardcore kids. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know if they're a metalcore that, band. Th- there's because so I feel like metalcore much... has become the fucking the scarlet letter at this point. What, what what's that? Metalcore? Yeah. Mm, and then I'd also I'd put up fucking the newest knock loose record mm-hmm. for straight up like metalcore, like for like you know like it, it's it's a little bit less accessible because the vocals are harsher. But like if you were kind of being like, hey, I like heavy music and I like some hardcore, that knocks loose record, and you you want to get, you know, to know some metallic or some metalcore, I mean, that's as good as it gets, too. You know, it's just, it's so tough because it could be, you know, I was thinking about this, these, these the genres are so fucking weird and nebulous. I was watching the last Undertow show. Mm-hmm. Just because I, you can't go anywhere, and I'm like, here, I'm gonna watch like people take trains and old hardcore shows, and watching that, like, I, I don't know how I like in tw- with a 2021 lens. Undertow is a straight hardcore band. Yes. Yes. Not metalcore. No. Not fucking moshcore. No. They're as a hard. They're like, they're as like as much of a hardcore band as like Ensign is a hardcore band. Like they're not. There's, yeah. but like then you would think like, oh, them and like Undertow, Unbroken, or like the metalcore band. But like, not even fucking close. No, you know what's funny is how different that can be for different people. I never thought of those bands as metalcore bands, even though my leanings are where they are, mostly because of the. Uh, the associations because then if you listen to some of the unbroken stuff yeah there's some metal stuff going on there's some metal stuff going on in undertow but the tempo isn't there whereas stuff that sonically maybe isn't a bajillion miles away from it but that was on say like trust kill i was like oh you know like harvest well, metalcore you know hold on you, bob yes i think you're bringing up an, a, an interesting point maybe by accident which is do we need to rely on an outsider to actually tell us because being privy to the politics of these things, we can't remove them from our brain entirely. Well, do you know what I'm saying? Yes, so like- yes, for sure. For sure. And I think also the thing with metalcore is that it's almost like saying, well, give me a hardcore band. Like this is the funny thing that's happened is that genrefication is good and bad. Like mostly cause it's just, it's like an organizing thing. And sometimes you go, well, you know, it's good to have your house a little organized, but if you have somebody who's like, Hey, don't move those, uh, uh napkin holders. That's not great either. You know? <laughs> um, if you just said, Hey, play me a hardcore band, 
we could go, uh, okay, here's minor threat or here's fucking inside out or here's, you know, you name it. And it, it doesn't sound or American nightmare. And everybody would agree. Those are hardcore bands, but they don't sound anything alike. Metalcore is there too. Cause like, yo, what are some of those things you talk, you talk about like tribunal records that doesn't sound like, like fucking, uh, turmoil. You know what I mean? No, sounds sounds like doo doo, but here's here's the thing that's interesting. Let's be easy. The, the I went to look for oh, what metalcore bands could I possibly be forgetting? And online, the the consensus among people that are not like in the scene type of people, yeah. Hope Conspiracy is a fucking metalcore act. Now, I was around for all of the Hope Conspiracy. Right. And I can tell you that, Bob, you would have to tell me what the, the more youth crew oriented kids were saying. Yeah. Nobody saw Hope Conspiracy as a metalcore act. Okay. Nobody. Yo, yo, you know what? Here's the here's the perspective. They weren't, but they were closer on that side. Yes. That's you know what, what I mean? 100%. Just, even sonically, there's no denying that. Yeah. But, well, and also because of associations and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, all right. If, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. If I may be so bold, in 2002, the difference between fucking Cold Blue and Nothing in Vain was negligible. Yeah. But fucking uh, Hope Conspiracy could play with AN at like fucking posi numbers. MPB was never getting that fucking call. Right. right. And the, the difference in sign that, like, that was it. Sonically, that was the only difference. Like there was no difference. Uh, I'm a fan of both records, and I can say with confidence, there's no difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, we're both pulling from that same seven inch. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, see you there. Oh, <laughs> you know, what I mean? oh, we like Unbroken and 108. Okay, oh, of course, yeah. You know, but like those dudes kind of got like the the pass to hit like that side of the 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 you know like even like like the no warning fucking mental like all those bands on that side of the 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 aisle for lack of a better term and like we were just like we were considered like the metalcore band that those kids would sit outside and not watch right and uh, but but if we were on evr and they were on trust scale would it have been different but this is why it might it might honestly yes it would for sure but this is honestly why it might take people that are that were not privy to that like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think People are a little more removed. No, I mean, right, like metalcore, it's like, first to me is the question of like, well, what are you defining as metalcore? Do you have to do you have to pick something that stridently is? You know what I mean? Because like, Tom, I think your point about Incendiary is good on all points. Like, that's a very accessible record. Like, as discussed, like, that's a record that people I know who are barely into punk music love like got into it just from going to a show or having a friend who went to it and like like yeah i don't know much about this who like quite honestly might not be able to name a minor threat song but love the incendiary record yeah yeah and i'm not even dissing i'm just saying like the their music their music is limited to something they can touch um but it also is like it doesn't totally feel right to call them metalcore but it also no, has metalcore leanings but doesn't that because doesn't in 2021 doesn't metalcore feel like a dis- like somewhat disrespectful <sighs> because it's become like attack attack and not fucking well sure harvest. well right it, it what man 
So we have hey, to. Matt, we, should, for you. we should. We should do this at some point. Is the evolution? And this is the homework's hard on you guys, but but I think we can all gear towards it. Is the evolution of the term metalcore and what it's meant? Because, like, I think it went from being a thing where it was like, oh, these are hardcore bands with Slayer leads, you know, like so it's called metalcore. And then it slowly starts drifting away. And it's like, oh, now there's these pocket scenes where it's all bands who sound like this. And then it's like, oh, now there's bands who are doing this with the Gutenberg thing. And then, oh, there's this. And, and now there's swoop hair. Oh, oh. And it's like, and from there, it was so far over, yeah. and now it's like, oh, my God, what is this world? Right. I think and here's I, one for both I, of you guys. Okay. Here's my question. What about either until your heart stops? Or Jupiter, both by Caven. I think Jupiter might be a good one for the post-hardcore convo, actually. Yeah, we, yeah. But no, I think until your heart stop or for like a metalcore, right? I think uh, that's pretty, pretty like dead. Scratch a lot of itches, yeah. and I think it would catch enough people who are into faster stuff or punk stuff or chaotic stuff that they could check it and not be completely put off by it. Like it, Jane Doe is not a good answer here. I just don't know that it's for an uninitiated. It might not be a good jumping off point. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I, I would say it's a legitimately bad offering in the, in this respect. I would probably go later converge as an entry point and go yeah, back uh, later and earlier. Actually true. Yeah. There's because uh, Jane Doe, uh, you fail me. And there's uh, uh, maybe Axe to Fall, all way uh, too extreme sure. and way too different than traditional metalcore. Yeah, to to allow to be welcoming records. And don't get me wrong, fucking Jane Doe was an entry re- way for a hundred thousand kids for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, and, and yo, but, like, yeah. B- but they were walking around with a cool factor at that time. Oh and, yeah, and that cool factor goes a long fucking way to getting people who don't I'm going to say this totally respectfully everybody knows I have the utmost respect for converge uh, I I joke about having uh, about disrespecting fucking fucked up but I have the utmost respect for fucked up at the end of the day too both of these bands benefited immensely from a poser contingent that was drawn to what the the action was at the time and that's ultimately there's nothing wrong with that because it's great. No. It means that if a hundred thousand people listen to you and fucking 10,000 find it s- super fulfilling and this is their life moving forward and it adds something to their life. That's fucking amazing. So, but both bands are undeniably benefited from a out, a totally out of genre listener, a completely, Mm. the kid not the kid at the mall but the kid that reads pitchfork the kid that like loves the internet yeah, the kid who who was getting alt press magazine or the weird local weekly at that point you know for sure and um, that's converge cleaned up on that and created metalcore kids out of that but i don't think that they are a a good entry point for quote unquote legitimate metalcore what was your answer here pk and and you were I, trying to get something out that me and Tom uh, yeah, stepped sorry. on you. It's it's rare that we step on them, so we let them go. Sure. Yeah, I mean everybody gets stepped on sometimes. It's it's uh, I, I forget what I was uh, going off on, but I'll give my answer, which is I went all over the place on this. 
metalcore is so divergent and so it, it's really really difficult like you could go if you like stuff like a uh, dead guy which some people consider metalcore then your next your next jump is to turmoil right uh if you are maybe you like uh, fat records you like guitar uh melodic guitars played fast you go to shy halut uh you're a uh you you're a mosh kid but you're sick of getting beat up in the pit you go to Norma Jean, bless the martyr. But, and, and then I tried, I tried a lot of metalcore that I don't even like today. Like I listened to darkest hour. I saw people going nuts for darkest hour in the comment section of YouTube being like, this was my record. Oh my God. Track six, all that bullshit. And it was, <laughs> it was like getting stabbed in my fucking ear. I can, it makes no sense to me. It never made sense to me. I really don't like it as music. Do you not like the Gothenburg sound though? Do you not like at the gates or in no, football? That, yeah, no. that's right. You can find an at the gates song that I like. You know what I mean? Like you can like I got what you meant, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of that dude, the Steve Goomberg. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't you didn't invent metalcore? Fuck, man. I've been so confused. Dude, three men and a baby, man. So no, so no, Tom, I don't. Uh and, and and yeah, I mean, they're like legitimately like car you know, that's what they were going for. So if you don't like the people that started it, you're gonna fucking hate the car, you know. Right. And and likewise with the big room metalcore stuff, like that stuff makes no sense to me because I didn't even to be to be frank. I didn't even like its origins. Like I didn't like their early bands. Like like Overcast made no sense to me. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like I I so hurt me right. And there's where, so so you're right. Like there might be somebody who's like, yo, how come how come you didn't list this Kill Switch Engage record? Like obviously this right. is a good entry point. Or like, man, you know, like there's somebody who's probably like, yo, the ghost inside got me into metalcore, of course, yeah. you know? And sure. so, so, yo, I think that's the fun activity that'll come out of this. Whether you like metalcore or not, seeing that term evolve and that as a sort of odd subgenre essentially turn into its own thing that branches off and does a whole world. And I can tell you about this because I worked several jobs where my primary focus was shipping out metalcore shirts. Um, it is really fascinating. Yo, and a lot. Yeah, a lot. And there were a lot of shirts. And it's interesting the way it's pulled in and come back. Like, I think we talked about there was kind of this weird metalcore revival in the last 10 years uh, in the hardcore world more proper. And it brought the idea of metalcore a little closer in, but there was still the shit like, yo, attack attack couldn't have been further away from the typical of the time. Hardcore that we talk about on, on axe grind, like whatever, what's the year for attack attack, 2008, nine, 10, seven, something there. Well, I mean, they're coming out in 2021. So, <sighs> but now regardless, we would, None of those we would wear we a hardcore shirt. Right. And we wouldn't, They're but, not hardcore. Yet. And we wouldn't put an attack attack record in our year of year in hardcore. We wouldn't even think about it. Like it wouldn't no. even hit a Jace unless I was really stretching. So um so I think us doing kind of a chronology of that. So like either do it, you know, Patrick in a really like uh, nerdy uh, uh detailed way and, and Tom in more of a like, hey, I actually have personal experience with at least a good swath of this. I think it'll be kind of a fun activity to do that. That's where does it point. start? I where think metalcore start. Does it start with start with the crossover? Well, I think it starts after that. I think I think you talk about you know integrity. Where, you know where it starts is the punks punk bands going metal, a la like like fucking discharge going metal, like glam metal, and like 
and some of the like LA punk bands and Venice bands like suicidal. So you get some, and then you, of course the crossover, but then I think there's a break because I think the, like that stuff just kind of, that's the, like, uh, you know, we have to get in some, some dinosaur periods, but that might be like Triassic period. And then the Jurassic period is where it's like, yo, judge started putting metal leads in and this shit's pretty hot. And they slowed things down, and you know what I mean. Like, I think yeah, I mean, I think integrity might be. It's a good. That's as good a, a starting point, start point. Yeah, because they birthed that Cleveland scene that really has a million children. Right, and it had a different vibe. Judge didn't have an, an evil vibe. No, and and, and then not- you get Ringworm, and you have In Cold Blood, and it's like, oh, now you're full on in it, you know. Yeah. And I'm gonna offer. Th- I'm gonna offer this not be like I. It, I love this band, but it doesn't mean. Like I don't need to give them uh, OG status if they don't deserve it, but I really think that Earth Crisis became so emblematic mm-hmm. that we don't give them their propers on really bringing a a kind of like totally diffused Slayer. So th- it's not like yeah. they were like people accuse them of ripping off Slayer riffs. Like that's what that the people used to say that back in the day, they'd be like, Oh, you mean it's just fucking, you know, it's, uh, it, yes. it's hard. I mean, it is slower Slayer. Yes. But it's so diffused, Tom. Like, it's like, it's like, imagine like if you just took the essence of Slayer and then gave it to kids that uh, like fucking love Iceman. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like, you're yeah, you're, yeah, not, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong, but also there's people who would, who would point at this and go like, yo, yeah. Like that's like, come as you are in that one killing joke song. Like, you know, you <laughs> just, you, there's dudes who will do that with, with earth crisis songs and Slayer riff. So, um, oh, sh- well, but that's, I, listen, I'm confident they've borrowed a Slayer riff in their life. I'm also confident they've borrowed a Sepultura riff. I'm also confident that they've borrowed a creator riff. I'm confident they've borrowed a riff or two, but no I mean, firestorm is rain and blood. And yo, you're, you're totally right. To me, earth crisis, like, they're a metalcore band, and I'm not saying that in a mean way. It's because they sounded just as metal, at least by the LPs, as they did hardcore to me. And I'm not even like a no judgment yeah. zone. They also were on Ozfest. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, go- right. how funny is it? You, Michael I mean, they're undeniably a metal band. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the only genre or subgenre that you have to almost apologize for it. See, but like but, Bob uh, did it like inadvertently. You wouldn't be like, I mean, they're like a hardcore band. I'm sorry, but they're a hardcore no, band. No, no, no but <laughs> I don't know. there's okay, other ones. So too, actually, this know? is what like, I wanted email to say. might get that screamo for sure. Th- this is what I wanted to Scrams. say. Yeah. So they, I think that this is a generational thing and we are looking at it That's through right. a lens informed by when metalcore was a dirty word. I do not think that I think that there's bands that are, like claiming metalcore that's correct so to speak right now that yeah like like uh, look there's a there's swath bands of that, bands from california who are young kids who claim metalcore and right. to, and i mean yo i said california just because those are the first that came to mind but as i'm saying that across the damn country even he, he, like in the northeast everywhere i think it it like many things rises and falls. It has these moments where it's a real, it it feels like a super dirty word and then it doesn't. And then it does. And it's yeah. all about like your personal perspective to it, I think. And I try, especially here to be kind of sensitive about that because, yo, know, like 
I don't think that it should be taken as a dirty word for me. Just the same way as if I'm like, yo, Code Orange, like their new music to me is more like an industrial or like some kind of metal band than than hardcore. Yeah. And I don't even mean that as a diss. It's like, right? You know, I mean, I didn't mean that. No, like, I know. You don't I know. Say like yeah. derision, but like that's one of the few things where like like metalcore. It's kind of ebbed and flowed. Like. I can tell you, I can show you a lot of 1997, you know, fucking German flyers that say like indecision, New York, New York metalcore or like New York moshcore. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, but in this grand scheme of things, we sound like the promise ring as what's considered metalcore in 2021. Right. And, and then there's also like, as you said, it's like, what's cool to different people. Like full of hell is a fucking metalcore act. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, that there's no debate there, but they they You'll rarely ever see that label on them. You never see it because that's not their scene. And and like it, same thing with Code Orange. Code, listen, I love I Am King. You know, what I mean, I think that's a great record. It, it's a metalcore record, and it, 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 they played hardcore shows. Their friends were hardcore kids, so you you didn't have this label applied to them as often as it would have otherwise. But then you have something like um, Knocked Loose, which. I think that those kids are coming from a different place and less shy. I, I don't know if they call themselves metalcore, but I don't think that they would run from that. You know what I mean? So it, it's, I, I think that it really, honestly, the stigma in my view has gone away a lot because there's young kids that are going back to metalcore for the first time and thinking it's lit as fuck. I mean, and, this is akin to our conversation about new metal. Oh yeah, to a degree. Or or Tom Like the shame isn't there. Tom, get this. Forget the shame for a second. Uh there was when it, we've talked about this on this podcast. When the uh uh Soul Seek era hit us and when the Blogspot yes. era actually. When the Blogspot mm. era hit, the mega upload era hit. Uh when that hit, there was a massive interest in early 80s hardcore in a way that there hadn't been for, for, for my time in hardcore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean, it birthed uh, the scene in Brooklyn. It, yes, it did. Yes. 100%. And it, so what I'm saying is there's always a kid going back to something for the first time. And for those kids who were like, I don't know, fucking 20 in the year 2005, right. With something like that. Like yeah. th- those kids went back to, uh, early eighties hardcore. And that was the epitome of cool. However, early eighties hardcore, you got to push that forward now because to a kid, that's like the velvet underground. Now that's just like some old, old shit. So now a kid who is 20 right now is going to be re- going back, looking for inspiration and in stuff that they might not have been exposed to and arriving at metalcore and thinking, yo, this Zayo record is unreal. So right. I think right. that the stigma is, I think that that's a generational thing that we wear a little bit. Uh, that younger people may not. I got an idea for somebody that was on, had been on before that wanted to come back on. That would probably be a good person to talk to about mm. this. Okay. Yo, I think that's a good spot. This is fun. We have more. Awesome. Let's do it again sometime. Yo, I, I, I can I obviously don't say it. We're wrapping up, but I cannot wait for the New York hardcore one because oh, man. I think I've, I think I've got one that would not, you neither of you is going to say, but you will agree with. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious, and but, that's what the pros call a tease. There you go. Good night.